SBS Radio. LGBTIQ plus advocate Dr. Shalene Rose Robinson says she is honoured to be on the list of the 992 Australians named in this year's Queen's Birthday Honours. Governor-General David Hurley says the recipients shared the traits of selflessness, excellence and a commitment to service. Wiradjuri woman Yvonne Wielden has been awarded a 2022 Queen's Birthday Honour for her service to Indigenous communities in New South Wales. Leadership during the pandemic was recognised with honours going to former Chief Medical Officer Brendan Murphy, former Queensland Chief Health Officer Jeanette Young and New South Wales Chief Health Officer Kerry Chant. The late Shane Warne posthumously was appointed an Order of Australia. Other sports people honoured included retired tennis star Ash Barty, golfer Adam Scott, cricketer Doug Walters, skier Jakara Anthony and Australian women's cricket captain Meg Lanning. Dr Robinson has told SBS News she is proud of the work she did to help drive support for the legislation of same-sex marriage in 2017. We have come a long way um, in Australia in terms of our attitudes towards LGBTIQ plus people. But uh, as we saw during the recent election campaign, you know, transgender pe- people were being targeted and that's really inappropriate and it shouldn't happen. So I think that getting LGBTIQ plus uh, recognition is really good, but I think there's still so much more to be done and that we still need to keep working until uh, everyone in our community is recognised and, and treated equally. And South Australia's Attorney-General says the state will be implement an Indigenous voice to Parliament next year. The state's first Attorney-General with Indigenous heritage, Mr Kayam Ma, says the body will provide advice to the state government as called for in the Uluru Statement from the Heart. He told the Australian newspaper that a move towards treaty negotiations with Indigenous people in the state will be dealt with gradually after implementing the voice to Parliament. Mr Ma says it is important that state governments adopt their own process to implement a voice to Parliament as they deal with policies which require Indigenous input, including the areas of health, housing, education and law enforcement. And the former head of Australia's spy agency has welcomed the first meeting of Australian and Chinese ministers in almost three years. In that time, ministerial contact had been severed over trade tensions relating to Australian wine, barley, lobster, beef and coal exports. Defence Minister Richard Miles has met with his Chinese counterpart, General Wei Feng, at an international forum in Singapore. Dennis Richardson, who was Australia's Defence Secretary between 2012 and 2017, is a former Director General of ASIO, says it is a positive development but adds there is still a long way to go to restore relations. And a proposal for gun reform in the United States supported by a group of senators has been welcomed by gun control ag- activists. The framework is backed by 10 Republicans, 9 Democrats and 1 Independent and includes measures such as tougher background checks for buyers under the age of 21 and cracking down on illegal gun purchases. 
gun control activist Christian Hine from the Brady campaign to prevent gun violence says it is a significant breakthrough in the debate on gun safety in the community. We have not seen uh, the likes of a framework like what we see in this package for, for the last 30 years. It's significant not only because of uh, how this can have a real impact in lives, but to me it feels like this is sort of testing ground that we can pass bipartisan gun laws and the sky won't fall. And, and for all of those reasons, I think that this, this agreement is really important. Gun lobbyist Tom Jones from the American Accountability Foundation says he thinks the proposal is going in the wrong direction. I think it's deeply disappointing that Republican leadership decided to get in league with the Democratic conference in the Senate to put together a gun control bill. Um, you know, that should be a huge red flag for Republican voters going into the fall. Um, you know, Democrats are going to come back for more. So, you know, just because they're framing this as a modest deal doesn't mean this is the last bite at the apple. So um, it's it's going in the wrong direction. The head of the World Trade Organization has urged its 164 member countries to take action to deal with the famine triggered by the war in Ukraine. There are warnings that tens of millions of people are at risk of famine and result in social unrest in parts of the globe. WTO Director General Nozi Okonja Awila says she hopes the body's highest level meeting in four and a half years addresses the stronger impact on African countries from wheat and fertilizer shortages. The WTO must also respond to the looming food crisis. Droughts, floods, heat waves and other extreme weather events had already combined with COVID-19 and pandemic-related supply chain bottlenecks to lead us to rising food prices around the world. The war in Ukraine has escalated this situation. Economies everywhere are facing inflationary pressures, with high food and energy prices hitting poor people the hardest. And NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says security concerns raised by Turkey in its opposition to Finland's and Sweden's NATO membership applications are legitimate. Sweden and Finland applied to join the Western Defence Alliance last month in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But they have faced opposition from Turkey, which has accused them of supporting and harbouring Kurdish militants and other groups it deems terrorists. Mr Stoltenberg says Turkey is a key ally for the alliance due to its strategic location on the Black Sea between Europe and the Middle East. This is about terrorism, it's about uh, weapons exports. And we have to understand and remember that no other NATO ally has suffered more terrorist attacks than uh, uh, Turkey. Uh, And also that Turkey is an important um, ally uh, with a strategic uh, geographic location, uh, being a Black Sea nation, but also bordering Iraq and Syria, And divers in Brazil have found a backpack and a laptop in the remote Amazon area where Indigenous expert Bruno Piera and freelance journalist Dom Phillips went missing a week ago. The backpack was tied to a tree that was half submerged. Work is ongoing to confirm if the item is connected to the missing men. The forensic team is also working to see if there is a connection to the men from traces of blood which were found in the boat of a fisherman who has been arrested as a suspect. 
they are also testing possible human remains that have been described as organic material that is apparently human. And now a look at today's sport and Socceroos coach Graham Arnold is confident his team will be ready as should their World Cup playoff with Peru have to be decided by a dreaded penalty shootout. Australia will discover within 24 hours whether they will qualify for a fifth straight World Cup or miss out on this year's tournament in a winner-takes-all clash against their South American opponents in Qatar on Monday or Tuesday morning at 4am. Arnold says the team is prepared. Everything that I've been driving since we've been able to do this camp has been just been around, you know, making sure that we work hard and and you know when we lose possession, we get back behind the ball, and, and we make make things difficult for the opposition. And I think uh, you know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, a South American team. We haven't played them in World Cup qualifiers since 2005. <clears throat> that uh, they will throw a different challenge at us, but uh, I do believe that uh, the boys uh, will be ready for it. And in tennis, Stuttgart Open Tournament organisers are investigating Nick Kyrgios's claims that he was racially abused during his semi-final loss to Andy Murray on Saturday. Kyrgios and Murray were involved in the entertaining match where a tie-break decided the opening set, after which the Australian lost his cool and received points and a game penalty, as well as becoming involved in an argument with the chair umpire. Kyrgios, who refused to play during the second set until the supervisor stepped in, lost 7-6 to 6-2. He later revealed on Instagram that he had retaliated after hearing a racial slur. In a statement, tournament organisers said there is no tolerance for discrimination of any kind against players, staff or visitors. And now a look at today's weather for this Monday. Ban Perth, shower or two and 19. Adelaide, cloudy, 16. Melbourne, showers easing and 13. Hobart, cloudy, 12. Canberra, morning frost, partly cloudy and 10 degrees. Wollongong, partly cloudy, 16. Sydney, partly cloudy, 16. Newcastle, mostly sunny and 17. Brisbane, partly cloudy, 21. Cairns, mostly sunny, 26. And Darwin, sunny and 33 degrees. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.